Hi, I'm Steve Lance, your host of the Capitol Report on NTD News. If you have not done so yet, please hit that subscribe button to stay up to date with all of the latest news coming out of the nation's capital and beyond. With the GOP gearing up to take control of the House of Representatives in the new year, multiple committees are getting ready to look into China and the Chinese Communist Party. One area in particular is the CCP's handling of the virus and interest in biological weapons. Congressman Brad Wenstrup is a member of the House Intel Committee, and he joins us to assess. Congressman Brad Wenstrup, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you. Congressman, as a member of the uh, House Intel Committee, you've expressed concerns over the origins of the virus with regard to China. Uh, could you give us an idea if there's a smoking gun here and where your concerns lie? Well, as we put out our report the other day, which is really just the beginning of where we want to go, we don't have a smoking gun. We're not going to say that we do, but there are certainly a lot of things that we have concern about with the intelligence community's updated assessment of what took place, whether it came from a wet market, whether the virus came from a lab, all of those things. And so, so let me start with one of our concerns out of their report, and their unclassified report, is they said there's broad agreement that the COVID-19 virus was not developed as a bioweapon. Well, that's fine, but we're, we typically like to get with an intelligence report is who are the people that are agreeing on this? What are their backgrounds? And what did they base it on? And we get none of that. Matter of fact, typically you get a level of confidence associated with an, an assessment. And we got no level of confidence associated just with that particular component about whether it came from a lab as a bioweapon. You know, and in their report, they don't address some of the things that have been reported about safety issues with the lab at the Wuhan Institute of Virology going back to November of 19. And if I can frame things just a little bit to understand the construct of what we do know that takes place in China, they have their Academy of Military Medical Science. And in that subset, they have a fifth institute. The fifth institute's focuses on coronaviruses and bioweapons, and they are associated at the Wuhan Institute of Virology. And look, our State Department has put things out over the past, even going back to 2005, that China is interested in offensive bioweapons. You know, in 2015, they even wrote a book about questioning the, the natural formation of the SARS virus, but in that one of the titles of the book was uh, <clears throat> Human Virus as a Genetic Weapon. So this has been a conversation going on for a while. And in 2015, Ralph Barrick in North Carolina worked with Chinese scientists, Dr. Xi Zhengli, and they created a chimera. This is taking two viruses, parts from one, adding it to the other. And that's what gain of function research is. So we know the capability exists. And we know also that there have been published articles with scientists from the Fifth Institute as well as the Wuhan Institute of Virology, in other words, combining their military with their other areas of research. So there's a lot of questions in there. We need more answers. We want questions about General uh, Zhao Yusein, who worked at the Fifth Institute. He was a scientist. Um, he was heavy into the gain-of-function type research or chimeric research. We want to know what the intelligence community knows about his work and also about his untimely death and the circumstances around that. So we're in a situation right now, though, in spite of asking face-to-face -face and in spite of letters, we're not getting the information that we are asking about in, from the intelligence community. And some of this is open source stuff that we want to know what they know about it further. 
Congressman, it sounds like you're not ruling out the possibility that the virus may have um, emerged naturally, but when it comes to gain of function, I mean, it's possible the CCP may have recognized it, began to modify it in one of their bioweapons labs. And I guess regardless of the origins, what are the standards when it comes to classified bioweapons programs in a communist country like China, who's proven to have no regard for human life? Well, you know, we have concerns about the lab itself and whether there could be leaks from the lab. And look, we're open to finding out whatever the case may be, but there's been absolutely no evidence that this came in nature. And matter of fact, many scientists have said that to go from the closest coronavirus to the COVID-19 coronavirus is, is a tremendous leap that it would take quite a bit of time within, in nature. Um, but we know the technology exists to create it if you wanted to by taking parts of one virus and putting it into another, making it more infectious to humans. So the, the technology's there, there's no evidence uh, for, for the wet market. Um, the Chinese are not gonna give us the data, of course, and so we have to make some conclusions based on everything that we know. And we wanna get that information from the intelligence community. If they don't have it, then we need to keep digging in other ways. You know, but I also have concerns too that you know we were funding the National Institutes of Health, which was then funding EcoHealth Alliance, which was then involved with research at the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Obviously, there's an opportunity for some people to know quite a bit about what was going on there. I don't think the American people nor the Intelligence Committee have been fully read in. And so we hope to move forward from here and bring people forward that have been involved with, with that Institute of Virology and any other people that have done this type of science and get their opinions and get the knowledge. We have not been doing that in the intelligence community under the Democrat leadership. None of these people have been brought in. Uh, we're, look, we're not trying to be vindictive. As a physician, I can tell you this is important because we have to know about lab security around the world and for our own sake. Uh, we also have to do more to make sure that we are prepared if something like this should ever happen again and America finds itself in a very precarious situation, or for that matter, the world finds itself in a pre precarious situation. And obviously, we're always concerned about someone having a weapon. And if you talk about bioweapons, that's a situation where you may have something that you are the only ones who have the cure. So if you're trying to create something and then also find the cure for it, why not unleash it on somebody if you want to in wartime uh, that doesn't affect you, but only your enemy? These are always the concerns when it comes to weapons. So we need to continue to delve in that direction. And as the Intelligence Committee, we have the responsibility of oversight and to be aware of the national security threats that may be out there. Congressman, as you mentioned, uh, you are a physician as well. So in retrospect, from a physician's perspective or a scientific perspective, do you think that the CCP cooperated enough initially with the international community at the outset and beyond, uh, as stated by Dr. Fauci? Uh, I don't think that they did. It seems to me that there was data that was out there that's been taken down, that's been reported. And also, when they finally did let people come to China, they really didn't let them into the lab and to see everything. Matter of fact, they had to be held in quarantine for one or two weeks before they even got to have a conversation. And interestingly, the only person they would allow from America was a gentleman named Peter Daszak, who was with EcoHealth Alliance, who was getting NIH funding and then working with the Chinese on coronavirus type of research. So there seems to me there's a potential for bias there. 
So uh, these are all the questions that we need to have answered. And there's a lot of people on some of the email chains with Dr. Fauci uh, that we're weighing in on this from the very beginning that we want to talk to and see what they know and what their opinions are. Congressman Brad Winstrup, thank you so much. Thank you. Over 20 members of the House GOP have called for the impeachment of current Department of Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. Mayorkas and the Biden administration are reacting to the calls for change, but Title 42 is set to expire at the end of the month, which could see illegal immigration on the southern border surge even more. Congressman Michael Cloud represents a district in the border state of Texas. And we asked him what it is exactly that he thinks will justify impeaching the DHS secretary. The simple fact is he's not doing his job. He's not doing what he's legally sworn to do. The law is very clear on what operational control of the border looks like uh, and what the job title that he has is. And he's not fulfilling that. Not only is he not fulfilling that, he's a actively working to do the opposite of it and using taxpayer dollars to do so, uh, really to aid and abet cartels and the destruction of our communities uh, in, in our country. So it sounds like you're saying that you don't see this as a partisan issue or a political issue. It shouldn't be. And in the past, securing our border wasn't. You know, you can look at the Bush administration, you can look at Obama administration, you can look at Clinton administration. Every one of them was working in some way to, to facilitate security at the border. This administration has done the opposite. As a matter of fact, we've passed laws to fund more security at the border, to more infrastructure at the border. They've canceled the contracts and won't do it. Their job is to faithfully execute the law, not just the ones that they, they don't like. Uh, our job is to pass the law. Their job is to, to execute it. He, he is not only not executing it, he's doing everything he can to, to aid and abed criminal organizations in the destruction of our country. Are you um, hopeful that President Biden will soon take steps to uh, to visit the border to put the to show the American people that this issue is on his radar? Yeah, I'd like to say I'm hopeful. We're going to keep messaging. I'm, I'm an eternal optimist when it comes to that. Uh, but if his desire was to secure the border, I think he would have been there by now. It's not that this administration doesn't know what's going on. They know what they're doing. Uh, and that's why we're calling for the impeachment. This isn't an accident. This isn't negligence at, at this point. They know exactly what they're doing. Uh, and it's not just lying to the American people in, under oath in uh, a committee hearing uh, in Congress uh, or lying. At open in the press. We've been in closed door meetings with him and he lies to us about what's going on in our communities. It's like, you know, I'm seeing this every single day. There's no cameras here and you're still lying to us about what's going on. It's, it's, it's got to stop and my orcas needs to step down or, or be impeached. I just want to thank everybody for listening to this episode. If you enjoy our content, please leave us a rating and a review as it really goes a long way in helping us spread the truth. Until next time, I'm your host, Steve Lance at NTD, and we'll see you soon.